2: So we all know the gig economy is alive and well,
0: and in many cases, it works out better for employers and for uh, workers or candidates to take on contract positions. However, the compensation, whether or not you get overtime, whether or not you get benefits, and the potential even to come on board full-time are all unique conversations if you are looking at taking a contract role. So today, Elisa is going to talk with us a bit about considerations when you're looking at contract work. Elisa?
2: yeah. I think it's so timely and, you know, we're seeing so many more people um, getting out of the the nine to five grind for a plethora of reasons. But also if you are a full time freelancer and you're going from contract and project to project, I think it's important that you remember that as you are continuing to negotiate, that you remember your worth. You look at where you're you're living, where this contract is expecting you to work and factor all of those things in just like you would if you're negotiating a full-time salary. You still have negotiating power when it comes to that contract. I also think it's really important that if somebody asks you what your rate is, I think it's really important that before you go into that conversation that you know what your bare minimum is that you're going to accept, but also go into that conversation with with a high rate and know that there is wiggle room to negotiate. If somebody is wanting to hire you because you've made a name for yourself within the scope of your world that you're working in, remember that contractor or not, you've got to make sure that you're advocating for yourself, especially in that contract space because nobody else is going to. Do some contract
0: positions involve or include benefits? Is that something you should ask about? Is that even
2: a thing? Absolutely. There's especially, you know, and again, using my current company, we use an agency that handles all of our contractors. As a full-time recruiter for the organization I work for, I don't hire contractors. I don't do any of the negotiating with any of our our freelance staff. We have an entire agency that that does that, that we, you know, that we hire to to do that for us. those agencies typically if an employee is working as a project-based employee for at least 90 days, that agency may offer some a benefits package of some sort. They might offer some sick time. So ask for those things. What does that look like? I also think it's really important to to call out from years of working as as a freelancer, I took a lot less vacations as a contractor because of the fact that I wanted to show that I was so dedicated to this position. I wouldn't bring any of that up until you have the offer. Hey, I'm really excited about this. I do have this trip planned. And, and um, I want to make sure that you know I'm, I'm forthcoming about that. Do you offer any kind of paid time off as a contractor? Um, so I think it's also remembering that life is still going on. You shouldn't ever feel like you can't do the things that you need. And then also those sick days, I think again, asking, is there an opportunity? Is is there sick time that's paid out at all for a contractor? Are contractors eligible for those PTO holidays? Are there any additional additional days? And also if they tell you, no, we don't offer any benefits. We don't offer any sick time off. And they then say, well, what's your rate? You may want to say, you know what? I need some time to think about that. And then you come back and say, you know, based on our conversations, this is this is what I feel um, is, is, is an adequate rate for that. Um, because you do have to take in consideration if you're working during a time that you may be coming into a holiday season and the company is closed, but you're not getting paid for any of those days, you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot when you realize I negotiated way too low and I'm now losing money on this project because of days that they're I can't work because of holidays and, and, and whatnot.
1: Sue mentioned something um, in an earlier episode of Refresh Sesh uh, that, you know, when you're in a conversation that just put it all out on the table and ask for what you want, it's better to ask and get a no or maybe later than not ask at all. Um, so, to your point, Elisa, advocating for yourself all day, every day, <laughs> any way you can, because honestly, no one's gonna do that. For you, the way you will, uh, because you know what you truly need and want. Um, I have a question, Alisa, regarding employers. Are you starting by chance to see any type of trend um, with employers starting out? You know, potential employees they want to bring in full time as contractors first, for you know m- many reasons. One being that maybe they don't want to offer benefits package it, in packages and bringing someone on full time, and the paperwork that goes into that and the heavy lift at the beginning to test them out, test the water, see what the fit feels like before they do that. Um, Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Especially in in this climate, I think we're seeing a lot of companies offering up this three month contract, six month contract with, um, with the potential to hire full-time. And I think that's somebody's personal preference. I've also had conversations with hiring managers that say, well, I I have this this role that I'm bringing somebody in contract for, and I I just got to prove this headcount. So as I'm recruiting for a full-time headcount and they're bringing on this person for contract, my question is, well, maybe we need to see how this person is doing um, and and bring somebody into the fold that you has already proven to, to be able to do this job successfully. I think it's important that you, again, you be an advocate for you um, and you know what you you can and can't, you know, you can and can't say yes to as a contractor. I started out as a contractor um, with CBS Interactive three and a half, half years ago. And I had those c- conversations really early on when I realized how much I really enjoyed the company and the company culture, and my boss, I knew early on that I wanted to work with that company for the long haul. And I made sure that I had conversations, just like I would my manager today in my full-time job. I was making sure that I was constantly having those conversations about is there an opportunity for me to, to grow with this company? Is there any opportunity? So I made my voice heard that if there was headcount, I wanted to be considered, and I ended up getting converted after nine months of being with the company. And there's pros and cons of being able to be a contractor because if if you start with the company and you're in this contract role, it does kind of make it easier if you don't like the company culture, you don't like the work that you're doing, that you can walk away a lot, a little bit easier than somebody who is fully vested, invested in this company with the medical, dental, vision, 401k, paid time off. Um, So as a contractor, it gives you a little bit more leverage, not just in the beginning stages of the negotiating process, but in the contract itself. Because also if you say, if you come to your supervisor and say, you know, I, I, I am going to start looking for for some full-time opportunities because that's what I need right now in my life. That hiring manager might say, Hey, I didn't realize that this was something that you're interested in. I would like to see, let me see what I can do because they may be able to find a way to bring you on full-time. So it goes back to just, being open, having those honest conversations, and communicating. Nobody can read your mind, right? Exactly. Nobody's going to be a better advocate for you. So use your voice and speak up. Do contract positions typically,
0: and I don't know if there's an answer to this, but I'm curious to know, are they typically for a 40-hour work week after which you get overtime? And is that... Uh, That's probably a question you should be asking, but is that pretty much how it usually works?
2: (laughs) I think in theory, uh, that contract should be for a 40-hour work week. But um, I laugh because there are certain industries that try to get by with a flat weekly rate, um, where when you realize that they're trying to lock you in for a flat weekly rate, and you then end up realizing you're not really even making more than minimum wage, you need to use your voice and make sure you're not being taken advantage of. You're being paid fairly and equally, and they're not getting more time out of you that you're not being compensated for. But in theory, you should be, and all of that should be spelled out. Well, what is this rate that you have? And- What's the work week look like? How many hours are you expected to work on on that? Um, and get very clear about that. You have to set boundaries there too. If you are on a forty-hour work week within the contract and you're being paid out as an hourly employee, then you should be eligible for overtime. And if you're not getting overtime, and the expectation is a forty-hour work week where you're working as an hourly employee, then you're treading into some illegal territory if you're not being compensated for that over time.
0: I just, I'm curious, is it typical to get a written contract for contract work? So you have all those things in writing and, and in any event, I guess you should probably always ask for some for the agreement in
2: writing, correct? You should have a deal memo that is put in place ahead of your start date that you, that you are, are essentially signing off on that highlights the rate at which you'll be working um, at, you know, whether it's five days, six days, whatever you've agreed upon, they need you just as much as you need them, if not more. And it's important that you, you set, you set your boundaries. I think we're seeing a lot too, with entrepreneurs who are selling a product, who are trying to get their business off the ground where it, you know, people might come to them and say, mm, you know, that seems really steep. Can you, is there any discounts that you can give, or you can uh, make it any cheaper and some people who are starting out as entrepreneurs may do that just because they're so eager to bring in business. But then they realize they've, they've put all of this time and all of these resources into it and what they end up making isn't necessarily worth their time. So your time is, is valuable. Those resources, your service is very valuable
1: know your worth (laughs) know your (laughs) worth always all all the time (laughs) whether it's a contractor role or a salary role know your worth
0: absolutely great always good information thank you hi everyone thanks so much for listening to this episode of we get real af we're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for
1: good